I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. Hello and welcome to Star Wars Counseling on the Force Center podcast feed, the show that believes absolutely every single part of Star Wars is great from a certain point of view. I am your host, my name is Joseph Scrimshaw. With me, making a big return appearance, is my special guest, my co-pilot for this podcast. It is Small Sip of Whiskey. Here is what my co-pilot has to say. Ah, opinionated. 
Anyway, let's get on with this episode's grievance. This grievance was sent in by Dr. Joel at Walker, or A-T-A-T Walker, depending on your preference. Dr. Joel's handle is at chem underscore Walker. A lot of walking in Dr. Joel's name. Here's what Dr. Joel says. Small counseling needed. I want to remain in the dark about nine as much as possible. How am I going to continue listening to Force Center and others when all the trailers start dropping? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Now, I'm assuming that when Dr. Joel says nine, he means Star Wars Episode Nine, the conclusion of the Skywalker saga, and not Nine Numb, who may or may not appear in Episode Nine. I don't know. I'm just talking out loud. Dr. Joel, I feel your pain. Even though I co-host and host multiple Star Wars podcasts a week and constantly talk about Star Wars, I wish that I did not have to see another single thing about Episode Nine. If they had to release a trailer, my ideal trailer would be 15 seconds long. It would be a loud lightsaber hum as the only sound you hear, and then it would be quick flash close-ups of the heroes that we know are confirmed to appear in the film, like Ray, Finn, Poe, Kylo, that would be fine. It could stop there. Maybe, maybe Nine Numb's Eyes, because a lot of people wouldn't even be able to figure out what that is. But we would. We Star Wars hardcore people would recognize the eyes of Numb. Anyway, my point is, I would be happy if the trailer is just J.J. Abrams walks onto screen with one weird alien behind him and says, yep, we did it. We made episode nine. You're going to be able to see it. Bye. Now, I mean nothing against people who love to dig into the trailers, who love to dig into the teasers. And you can be damn sure when those teasers and trailers drop, I'm going to be digging into them. I'm going to be discussing them on the Force Center main show. Who knows, maybe even on Star Wars Counseling. But what I'm saying is I understand where you're coming from. It sounds fun, maybe because it's something that's really hard to uh, just attain in our modern culture to just go in completely blank. This is about a year and a half ago, but I got to see the movie Brigsby Bear entirely with no knowledge. I'm not going to say anything about it, because here's what I knew going in. It had Mark Hamill in it, and it had a bear. That's all I knew. And the movie had some fun twists and surprises, but things that would be just decimated in sort of modern trailer making that were such glorious, fun things to just discover in the moment with a theater full of people. I'm not going to tell you what they are. I'm just going to say that in my opinion, if you ever become aware that a film has both Mark Hamill and a bear in it, just go see it because that's all the trailer a film should need. Now, I am generally, as you can tell by this opening rant, in the camp of preferring to know less. Now, I've come to terms with that, and I'll talk a little bit about this. But I think one of the things about this whole issue of how much do people want to know, how much do they need to know going into a film is really about personal tastes, obviously. But it's also about the society we live in and exactly how much information about films gets released to try to get as much of the audience excited as possible. But it's also just about how we treat others in society. Because you can absolutely make the personal choice to say, I'm not watching the trailers, and if I know a podcast is covering the trailers, I'm not going to watch them. But 
someone else can come along, often on social media or sometimes even in the real world, and take that choice away from you. It is a part of living in society, but it's still a bummer. I will give you an example. This past weekend, as I'm recording this, I went to see Mary Poppins Returns. Now, this is a film that I enjoyed very much, as it turned out. I didn't have a lot of high stakes. I have not been a long-term life fan of Mary Poppins. I rewatched the original with my wife about a week before we went to see the new one, and I was excited to see it. And I decided, you know what? I don't have a Mary Poppins podcast. I'm just not going to look up any information about the film. I made that personal choice, and for the most part, it was easy to just scroll past reviews on social media. Then, I went to El Capitan Theater, the Disney-owned theater in Hollywood, to see Mary Poppins Returns. Now, this is important to know. This is a one-screen theater. There's only one film being shown that day, and they don't let you linger. So, You see the movie, you see some of the props and costumes they have, and then you get out, and then the new people come in. So this was about five minutes before the movie began. So if you're in that theater, it's because you are about to see Mary Poppins Returns, unless you just have brought a club and you're going to knock yourself over the head and knock yourself out. You are going to watch Mary Poppins Returns. There are no other options. So five minutes before the movie begins, I walk into the bathroom. And there is a man at the urinal urinating, as one should generally do if you're right in front of a urinal. In his other hand is a phone with a lot of information, apparently, about the plot of Mary Poppins Returns. And I have no idea who he was talking to. But while urinating, he was loudly reading out loud, because that's how loudly reading works, but I need to emphasize that out loud, loudly reading plot points about the film that we're about to see. I don't know if he was also on the phone and he was describing it to someone. I don't know if the person at the urinal next to him had requested this information, but I kind of just couldn't believe that he was reading this out. And he was kind of reading it out in a tone that seemed to me to suggest, I'm trying to decide whether or not I want to see this movie. Well, It is like, at this point, three minutes before the movie begins in a single-screen movie house. That's the movie you're going to see regardless of what you think of all of these plot points that you are screaming out. And for me, this is an example of... There are some times where people are just innocently discussing something that they think has become public knowledge about a film. And that's just a part of being in society. And then there are moments like this where... This guy had no need to be yelling loudly while urinating plot points about Mary Poppins Returns. That, I think, for my two cents, is an example of somebody being insensitive to the other human beings around them, which I think is not a great way to be in society. All of this is to say that, Dr. Joel, I understand where you're coming from. So let's dig into this just a little bit more. Like I said, for myself, even though I still rant and rave about wanting to have the option to control how much you know I've accepted, there's kind of no looking away. It's just a part of culture. There's been some times where a teaser comes out really, really close to the film uh, being actually released. And in the past, like um, for The Last Jedi, 
at four center we announced like hey it's like two days before the movie is actually released we're not gonna discuss or share anything more and uh spoilers if you have not seen the last jedi but i think it was the day of the release maybe the day before the release i don't remember that uh lucasfilm itself released a teaser that showed um Ray calling Kylo Ren's lightsaber to her in the big throne room scene with Snoke. And I remember people going, whoa, whoa, if you, if you don't want to see anything, don't look at the official Star Wars Twitter. But still, people screen captured that and tweeted it out, and it was impossible to not see. So I think there is a good, bad, or otherwise. There's just an acceptance that if you want to be on social media... Apparently, if you want to be in the bathroom at the El Capitan, it's just fair game. So you can only control it so much. So I think if you choose to be within society, things are going to get shared. Things are going to get memed, even before you see the trailer. That usually happens to me when I wake up uh, a little bit later here on the West Coast and a trailer has come out. uh, I will see all of the new jokes about the MCU trailer before I get a chance to even see the trailer itself. So uh, I, I understand being upset, but I just accept that this is the the price of being in a community that gets excited and shares about pop culture stuff. And personally, I have been able to make myself feel a little bit better. I've applied some self-counseling because all through the run-up to The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi in particular, Rogue One and Solo uh, up to a point too, but in particular... The Force Awakens, in The Last Jedi, I had all of these conflicted feelings. I was so enjoying covering it, discussing it, getting excited about it with uh, Jennifer and Ken and other fans. Uh, But I felt like, oh man, I'm finding out more than I want to know. And in particular, I did put together the general structure of the film of, well, These two characters are going to meet in this location, which probably has to be in the first act. They're going to move from this location to this second location in the second act. They're clearly going to meet up with this person. That looks like a big climactic moment. So it probably happens in the third arc where this fourth person has joined and we've gone over here and all those kinds of connecting things. I think I'm going to get that with episode nine. Got it with The Force Awakens and I got it with The Last Jedi, but I feel a little better about learning a lot about nine because there was still so much in The Force Awakens in The Last Jedi that successfully surprised me. In The Force Awakens, even with all the coverage, it wasn't a huge shock, but they successfully stopped me from finding out, stopped me from finding out isn't the right way, Uh, the film and all of its promotion and all the discussion did not confirm that, yes, Kylo Ren is... Luke uh, is Luke's nephew and Leia and Han's son. Now, there was a finite number of options, so we all could have guessed that, but I didn't get a confirmation. Many of us assumed, for multiple reasons, that Han Solo would pass away in the film, but that didn't get spoiled. Um, Again, there are finite options to who would be the new Jedi character, and there was all the promotional reveals of Finn with the lightsaber, so it was a little bit of a game of... Ooh, is it going to be Finn? Is it going to be Ray? Is it going to be both? Uh, but the revelation that Ray was going to be the Force user, that was successfully a surprise to me the first time I saw The Force Awakens. In particular, one of the biggest and best surprises of The Force Awakens 
for me was that Luke Skywalker was barely in it. Now, these are all things that one could easily have guessed, that probably if you were looking at specific sites, uh, that maybe there had been leaks or rumors. But in general, for just being a, a pretty intense fan, as myself, and a podcaster, those were things that were still surprises. A lot more with The Last Jedi. The trailers did not convey the tone of the film, and I know there are still some people out there who think uh, The Last Jedi is too broad, that the comedy is a little bit too big. Maybe for me there are one or two small moments, but overall just the mood and the feeling of that film. Uh, As much as I saw so much from that movie, nothing could quite convey the experience of seeing it. And there were such so many great revelations in The Last Jedi that were successfully hidden. The fact of exactly who Rey's parents were or were not. Uh, Luke's great pacifist sacrifice, his mastery of the Force to Force project to crate. Exactly how all of the Cantobite stuff fit in there and fit together. I kind of got a lot of those details. There's certainly, certainly moments in The Last Jedi where... I really went in going, how many minutes into this film does Paige Tico die? Because I know she's going to die. And again, that wasn't anything that was a blatant spoiler that was shared. It was just sort of obvious by putting all the different pieces together. My point is, while there are things in both The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi that were like, yep, yep, I'm expecting that to happen, and I'm expecting that to happen in that order, the things that really mattered, the feeling, the tone, the big revelations, the things that you want to experience in community form, in a big dark room with a bunch of Star Wars fans, those things were preserved. So for me, I feel better about going into Nine. So in terms of actual counseling, Dr. Joel, I think one thing that you could ask yourself and anyone wrestling with this is, what is it that you want preserved? Is it that you want to attempt to go in with a complete blank slate. That's totally cool, totally understandable. Or is it that you don't want to be able to put large plot points together? Do you want to not get some random scene? And again, this is not a spoiler. I'm just pulling it uh, out of thin air. I could see the trailers showing the moment where Lando swoops in and, oh, he's piloting the Falcon. Like, is that the kind of thing? Like, where where's Lando going to be used? Is that the kind of thing where you're like, I don't want to be able to put together that, yep, That scene from that trailer is the one right before Lando arrives, and this scene is the one right after he swoops in and saves everybody, assuming that Lando swoops in and saves people, which, come on, he should. So is it the large plot points that you want preserved, or do you just not want to have any preconceived notions? Obviously, uh, immediately after The Last Jedi came out, we uh, sort of started the hashtag speculate responsibly, It was a thing that I was literally in my mind as I was watching The Last Jedi for the first time because I think all of the uh, two years of speculation caused a lot of us to watch the movie waiting to see what should happen rather than what could happen, rather than having a completely open mind. So is that what you are wanting to preserve? Is it the totally open mind with no preconceived notions. You don't want to go in going, okay, I know it's happening. Here's the moment where Lando swoops in, and then you built yourself up for that. You thought that was going to happen, and then it doesn't. And then you react not to the movie playing in front of you, but the movie that you have constructed in your mind. So I think it's worth asking yourself, why 
do I want to avoid information? What part of the experience of seeing and hearing the story for the first time is it that I don't want sullied in any way? And I think if you know exactly why you don't want to see this stuff, it might help you come up with ways to decide exactly what content you want to avoid. In speaking of content that you want to avoid, because this is close to my heart, I've given this a lot of thought. I think there's different levels of content that comes out in the buildup to a Star Wars movie, particularly a big one like Episode Nine. I think there is just straight-up spoiler. Somehow, someone on the crew slips and says something. Uh, maybe Tom Holland, young Spider-Man, is cast in Episode Nine. And he will accidentally reveal that at the end, it ends by Ray killing Kylo Ren. Something big like that. A spoiler. Something that gets leaked, that maybe gets put on a site that is friendly to spoilers, that wants to share spoilers. I think that's one category. To me, that's like the worst. That's like big, flashing, red, no. Even doing all sorts of podcasts about Star Wars. I do not want a spoiler. I do not want just big information that is not desired by the studio or the creators to be released, and yet it gets released and gets propagated, I don't want that myself. Now, then we get into wild rumor. And I think in some ways, this is the most difficult. This is the murkiest. So obviously there are a ton of Star Wars sites that this is what they do. They do basically investigative Star Wars journalism, and they are trying to find things out. A lot of times this will even just be a toy site where somebody doesn't know to guard that upper corner image of a Lego set, because if you're the right kind of Star Wars fan, the fact that that Lego is missing a leg actually tells us everything about the plot and how this Skywalker saga is going to resolve because that Lego is missing a leg. Uh, I can't even backwards fill what I mean by that, but you know what I mean by that. So I think there's the, the little bit of information that's maybe more than you want to know. It isn't confirmed, but it's floating out there. It's floating out there and it is filling your mind with possibilities. So I think there's absolute spoiler, just straight up. Here's how the film ends. Luke Skywalker actually can reform his body from the Force, and he punches Kylo Ren in the butt. Literally. That's the end of Star Wars. Amazing. Uh, then there's the wild rumor, those little trickles, those little things that get passed around, which may or may not be true. And if they are true, you would rather not know them. And then we get down to what I think we're mostly dealing with, which is actual releases from Lucasfilm and Disney, things that the studio, the people doing the marketing, and sometimes the creators just straight up want to tell us. Like that example from earlier in the podcast of the shot of Rey using Kylo Ren's lightsaber in that throne room scene. That was not a leak. That was just Lucasfilm, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, I'm, I might be misremembering, but I don't think I am. In, anyway, there's many, many examples of that, especially as you start adding up the domestic trailers, the international trailers, the TV spots, the international TV spots, the countdown on Twitter, the Instagram stories. It all starts to add up, and it all starts to connect. I consider information from the actual studio or creators that 
is maybe more than I want, I consider that TMI, just more information than I want. Now, I want to break it down like that because I think it affects how you choose to listen to Star Wars content, and I think it affects how uh, those of us creating Star Wars podcasts uh, or videos choose to share. And I think it's pretty safe to say at Force Center, we don't cover just big, straight-up spoilers. The sort of the wild rumor, somebody found something on a Lego box, we only generally discuss those if it's already all over the internet and you literally could not log on to Twitter or Facebook and say anything about Star Wars without having seen that. TMI, unfortunately, is just fair game. Even though it's always TMI for me, uh, anything but J.J. Abrams saying we've made another uh, Star Wars movie is eh, TMI for me. I'm still going to talk about it. I'm still going to be excited. But the point is, if you, Dr. Joel, or other people listening to this podcast are trying to decide how much of Force Center do I want to listen to, we might make mistakes, but we will do our best to never cover a spoiler, use great caution at the sort of in-between wild rumor stuff, and then the TMI stuff, the trailer stuff, the Instagram stories, or John Favreau posted something about Episode Nine. that stuff we're always going to cover. Now there's... Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great 
great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's a part of me that would like to say, hey, we'll just cover it in the news and then we won't talk about it during the main topic. But I know myself, I will sink ships with my loose lips. Once something is out there, once an idea is out there, if uh, if J.J. Abrams posts some amazing shot of Ghost Luke Skywalker, I promise you, I will bring that up every episode of Force Center. So while I would like to say that you could listen and just listen to the news, and then if we're talking that week, a deep dive on Bosk, you can safely listen. Uh, no, no. Even if we're talking about Bosk and a picture of Force Ghost Luke has been released, I will probably have a hard time stopping myself from talking about how would Force Ghost Luke feel about Bosk? One of those sentences that I don't expect to say when I get up in the morning, and I'm really glad that I have a reason to. Anyway, so that's a a little bit of a review of how I see all of this, a little bit of of a review of how I think we at Force Center see it. So here are some potential solutions for Dr. Joel and anybody else struggling with this. I think one solution is to simply invest in, in some of the teachings of the Jedi in the Star Wars films and let go. You're having your defenses up. You're trying to block information from coming in. You're trying to control this specific experience. Maybe, and this is just a maybe, maybe you might enjoy it more if this time around you just say, let go. And I don't know if this is, uh, if you have done a lot of work to resist seeing things for episode seven and episode eight, or it's, if it's that you saw so much in episode seven and eight, you're resisting for nine now. But I still think that there is a piece in letting go. It's sort of like letting go of that which you fear to lose. You fear to lose your ignorance of episode nine. You fear to lose that blissful state where you just don't know nothing and anything is possible and your mind is wide open. That to me is such a peaceful feeling and I hate to let it go. But ironically, I can feel myself tightening up. I can feel the anger in the desire to control that peaceful feeling so nothing disrupts my peaceful feeling. And at a certain point, there is an irony where it's nice to just take a deep breath, trust in the Force, 
relax yourself and open yourself up to a larger world full of TMI about Star Wars Episode Nine. So letting go and just experiencing the community of Star Wars, everyone sharing all of these ideas, all of these opinions, all of this information is an option. Uh, another thing you can do is just decide what is it that I am trying to avoid, and you could work really hard to avoid spoilers. Now, this is something I don't do. Uh, as we're getting into Episode Nine and even The Mandalorian, there are certain sites I don't go to. Even when it looks like the, the headline is pretty safe, I just personally, for myself, as one individual Star Wars fan, choose not to look at certain sites. But I accept the wild rumors in TMI. So you could do that. You could say, I am hardcore avoiding any spoilers, but I accept that the wild rumors in the TMI are just a part of the cultural landscape. Another thing you could do is, in terms of podcasts, and not just Force Center, but other podcasts you listen to, you could skip really episode nine specific episodes of the podcast. So if you see one that is a review of the teaser, or if you see one that is, we're going to speculate responsibly about Leia's role in episode nine. You could just skip those episodes, but you would have to know that even when we do our deep dive on Bosk, which I promise you we will do, there is the slight danger of a passing mention of something about episode nine. I think the last solution is probably the most obvious, so I saved it for last, and that is simply do exactly what you described in your grievance, Dr. Joel. Just don't listen to Force Center. That's right. I'm recording a podcast in which I am plugging the ability to not listen to this podcast. Please don't rate or review us on iTunes even. Just don't listen. I pride myself in giving people the advice that maybe what would work best for them is to not listen to my podcast, this podcast, our podcast. Anyway, the point is, I totally understand. I think that's a really legitimate, understandable desire to say, I don't want to know about this. There's one thing, depending on how much time you spend on social media, how many, you know, in real life friends you have that you talk to Star Wars about, maybe a thing is going to trickle here, trickle there. It's an entirely different experience to listen for a year as we discuss, as we imagine, as we speculate responsibly. Even with responsible speculation, there will probably be a, a lot of expectations build up. I think uh, we'll start to build that slight idea of what the movie maybe should be in our minds. And I think if you want to free yourself from that, I think it is just fine to not listen to Force Center. I think in the big picture, my biggest uh, bit of counseling, and uh, we've discussed this on other podcasts in particular, I think I discussed it in the episode of Star Wars Counseling that I did right when the Solo movie came out, which was an episode about enjoying Solo, even though there's all of this criticism and debate going on. And to me, it is a very important part of my fandom and my existence as a human being person that I get to decide how I want to experience something. 
some of that comes from just feeling very strongly that art is subjective. Our experience of art is subjective, while a lot of our conversation about it makes it objective. A lot of our conversation, we state, this is good, this is bad. We will state, there's no uh, empirical difference between knowing what happens in the movie and knowing what doesn't happen. There are studies that show that you would still enjoy it. And like, that's all fine, but that is objective stuff. That is not your subjective opinion of what you want. But more than anything, to me, there is a difference between how you experience Star Wars as a person and how you experience it as a part of a community. And for me, for many years, uh, I would have some people to talk to Star Wars about, rarely for the length of time and the depth that I wanted to, but it was a personal thing. And I have all of these personal memories of getting, getting off work and needing something joyful and making a frozen pizza and watching Star Wars Episode One on VHS alone in my apartment at 2 a.m. with no one there to pop up on the non-existent social media and tell me why I shouldn't like it and how it is unacceptable that Darth Vader built C-3PO. But no, I was just alone in my apartment with the Phantom Menace, and there was a bliss and a peace in that, and I never want to lose that. I never want to lose the ability to choose how I personally experience and engage with Star Wars. Now, on the other side of that, there is the bliss and the joy of community, and I am so thrilled that I I get to do this podcast with Jennifer and Ken, and that I get to interact with uh, so many awesome listeners on social media, and I get to interact with other podcasters and other people who have strong opinions and thoughts and excitement about Star Wars and have different viewpoints that help me understand it and see it differently. I love all of that. It is the best of what community can be even though there can be a lot of negativity it's still great we get to kind of live inside this galaxy we love and that is a wonderful thing to me so that's what I think about a lot when it comes to the decision of do I basically want to tune out for a year you absolutely can you can shut off your access to the Force, like Luke did on Octo. And I do not even mean that in a judgy way. I think you can absolutely choose to just say, I want to experience Star Wars the way I want to experience it, which for now means I'm going to chill on a cool island and I'm going to drink some Thalassiren milk and I'm just going to think about stuff myself. And then when the movie comes out, I will open myself back up to the Force and I will see all of the memes, all of the jokes, all of the speculation that was incorrect, and some of the speculation that was correct, and you can joyously rejoin the community. Or you can choose to say, I don't ever want to leave the community. The community experience of Star Wars is more important to me. So even though I will learn more about Episode Nine than I want to, I will uh, have to see... That great scene of Lando and Nine Numb hugging and drinking space whiskey, which I believe should happen in episode nine. It's just my opinion. 
and say, yep, I've accepted that I've seen that again and again and again and again, and it's been memed to death, and I just wanted to see it fresh in the theater. But you know what? It was worth it. It was worth it because the community of Star Wars is like Lando and Nine Numb hugging over space whiskey, and I do not want to step away from that. So to sum it all up, thank you for letting me rant a little bit, uh, letting me uh, process my own feelings, and hopefully help you and uh, all the other listeners process theirs. And more than anything, whether it's listening to podcasts, whether it's not looking at coloring books that come out in Target, whatever it is, it is your choice to experience Star Wars the way you would like to. I think you can try to keep your head down, stay out of the that galaxy far, far away for a little while, at least in terms of Episode Nine, or you can be right there in the middle of this big, messy community as the wild rumors fly about your head like a bunch of hungry Minox. It is your choice. It is your destiny, and you get to choose your destiny as a Star Wars fan. I hope that counseling helped, and I hope there is a scene in Episode Nine where Lando and Nine Nam drink space whiskey. If you have a grievance, please send it in, or just a deep dive question. Please use the hashtag Star Wars Counseling. That's counseling spelled with an S. That makes it much easier for me to find all those juicy grievances. And speaking of finding things, you can find me on all the social medias at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can check out my other podcast, Obsessed. That is all on josephscrimshaw.com. If you are in the Los Angeles area and are looking for some entertainment on New Year's Eve, I will be doing a live comedy show. Information on that is on my website, that josephscrimshaw.com website on the live shows page. You can also like Force Center on Facebook and follow us on Twitter is at Force Center Pod and buy our merch at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. You can support our Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash Force Center. We have recently firmly unlocked new original theme music for this very show for Star Wars Counseling. The great Tony Thaxton is working on that as we speak so go check that out, patreon.com slash center. And until next time, as Han Solo once said in a moment of brutal honesty, I don't know how we're going to get out of this one. That's it for Star Wars Counseling. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.